step two. Cafeteria Talk, the podcast, we talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy, Quattro. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Rob. No introduction needed. Let's get to it. Yeah, man, we are back. We're back. We're back with another episode. Today, we're going to be discussing our top 10 WWE male superstars baby let's get into it but slick rock let me ask you this man how you been how's life man how's things going um life's pretty cool um just you know i um, touched down in atlanta a few days ago so moved yeah. in here you know started working you know one thing i can say about this city is this city never stops moving it feels like there's like 24 hours in the day but living in atlanta it feels like so far it feels like it's only 16 hours in the day like Days go by mm. so fast. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man, I, I'm good, man. You know, Tallahassee, Lost Lord in Atlanta, man. The, the hours, I got a lot of downtime, and I just be chilling, man. Um, uh, I wish I could say that. I feel like I don't got downtime. Even when I'm at home, I'm like, I don't know. Living here, it makes you feel like you want to work. It's probably just because of the field I want to get into is big, hey, big here, hey. so... Exactly, man. But let me before we get into the next piece of this episode, let me do a little bit of business real quick. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. Um, we want to know what you guys are thinking about the show and what you guys want to hear. So tune in, let us know. Slick Rob, take us into the next piece. Oh, y'all already know what the time of the day is well this episode that sounded so weird that transition but we finna get into the put on segment and y'all already know it's basically anything that we've recently listened to seen eaten watched like created that we think you the people should check out and i always go first you know oldest to youngest and i'm gonna put y'all on some music um by this man, I don't know. If, I don't know. A lot of people they they know of him, but they don't know of him like I know of him. But I'm gonna put you on Trevor Jackson, like. And I was trying to find a specific album, but he's all of them are good. But the main one I want to put you guys on right now, I'm gonna probably put on another one, some more of his music later. But I'm gonna put you on Rough Drafts Part One and Part Two. Trevor Jackson, he dropped those back in 2018 and. Oh, they were both in 2018. <laughs> so yeah, um, of course y'all know the dudes from Gr the dude from Grownish, Let It Shine. Um, what did he do with um, R Regina King? He did some with Regina King when that was one of his first acting gigs. But yeah, bro, the dude's very talented and he can sing for real. One of my favorite songs is um, his song with um, well it says Jacob Lattimore's song, but he's featured in it called True Shit. And then off of just the albums. All I Am with Lecrae is straight gas. I forgot they even made a song together. Like, I haven't heard his music in so long. And I went back, I was at work, and I listened to it. I was like, bro, I forgot Trevor Jackson made music. And I heard that, I was like, bro, hey, y'all definitely tap into his music. He dropped an album not too long ago called The Love Language. Might be my another put on. That's another put on I'm going to put y'all on. Yeah, y'all check out Trevor Jackson. 
rough rough drafts and um the love language like fuego like straight fuego y'all big bay yeah i would definitely uh check that out i i like i knew he i knew he did music but i didn't i thought it was more like like an underground not underground but more like a a not so prevalent thing he does you know next to acting like it'd be like like i equated it to like if like zendaya put out a song even though like her main thing is acting you know she still she's got a couple tracks out there you know just you know wet her feet or whatever but yeah i'll definitely uh feel free to check him out because i know he had like full albums and projects and music with like jacob Lattimore, lacrae like so definitely we'll uh yeah he's actually i think he originally i listened to a podcast uh, not too long ago called I mean, opening act where he was on it, he was talking about how he was going to quit acting and strictly do music at one point. I was like, mm. bro, if he actually had did that, that dude would probably make a lot of money. Well, right now, he wouldn't be making a lot of money just due to they're not being able to tour because of the virus. But, like, that dude's really talented. I think if he strictly did music, he... Because he awesome. does his own stuff. I don't even think he signed to a label. He's yeah, because I feel like the fraternity of people... Uh, of the Not fraternity, but the group of people that are able to act very well and like be in the music business and have a very successful career is pretty small like i don't know too many who like either you're like a really good actor and you're like okay at singing or you're a really good singer and you're okay or pretty bad at acting but like like take example for beyonce you know one of the greatest performers of all time but her acting is like rocky at best but then you look at somebody like luke james who is a very good actor and can sing his natural black ass off is like it's pretty it's pretty cool to me but moving yeah. into my to my put on i'm gonna put y'all on a, a revival series the iCarly revival series on paramount plus i watched the first two episodes as we're recording this uh they, they dropped the first three um on the 16th um very very so far so good like i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot i tweeted um when i finished watching the first episode i was like so Carly's hot, love the black girl. Um, Freddie needs to shave, and Spencer still got the team on his back. Like Spencer is still the funniest character on the show, and he's still hilarious. Like most of the pops I get during this during the show are from Spencer. Um, honestly, I like I'm enjoying the Carly stuff, but honestly, if they gave if they had just said, "Hey, we're coming out with the Spencer like adult Spencer spinoff." I'd have been fine. Like, I I could watch that show. Like, or like a uh, a show with like him and Freddie, like you know, moving in together or something, and just like living life. Totally would watch that. And they also really handled the Sam situation well. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but they you know they they really handled it well. There's no bad blood. Like they really handled her absence from the show well. The only issue I have with the show so far is the new the well. There's two new characters. Uh, Harper, who plays Carly's uh, new best friend. And she's not she's not Sam, for sure. Like, she's, she'll never be Sam, but she has her own vibe and, and, and way that she plays her character that I also really enjoy. But um, Freddie's adopted daughter, Millicent, I'm not feeling her character. She doesn't really add to the dynamic of the show, and she's she's very annoying. The actress, the actress she's fine. She's doing her job, but, like, the, just the character itself, the character Millicent, it needs to be tweaked a little bit. But like I said, so far so good. I'm not sure when new episodes drop. I'm assuming on Wednesdays when they drop the actual um, show. Which no, that was today, so it was Thursday. I don't know if they're gonna drop on Thursdays or not. But you know, the show that does stream exclusively on Paramount Plus. Um, 
but yeah, I was really excited for it, and I'm glad that it was it was better than I thought it was gonna be. If revivals are like this, like I feel like instead of rebooting iCarly as is, you could have like bringing it back and just making it adult, growing it up with the the, the people. Because li- literally, when iCarly came out, we were how old? What ten, eleven? Um, two thousand twelve. So twelve, thirteen. Uh, I don't know about that. iCarly had like seven seasons. I remember watching iCarly back when I was. I think. Hold on, let me look it I up. I think I don't know. I think watching. I think I had just turned ten, just maybe turned eleven. Yeah, that's 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 kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it. I um, think I might have just turned ten. I don't think I was eleven. I'm pretty sure I probably was already out by the time I turned eleven. Wow, sure two thousand and seven. <laughs> we were. I was. Oh, seven so two thousand seven. Yeah. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, I because I started. I remember back in Virginia. Yeah, so it was the year before I moved back to Jacksonville. I started watching iCarly. Yeah, and that was actually so, 2009. So they actually already had a season or two out, and I just didn't even notice because I used to just I started watching Nickelodeon more periodically with my friends in Virginia. So last, so last time, so the last episode aired 2012, and so that's damn near eight years later. You know, the the core demographic of that show when it came out. They're in their early, early, early to mid twenties now. So, like, it is the show needed to grow up, and I, I really enjoy it. But that's, that's what not up. what we here to talk about. Actually, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we get into it. As of recording this today on June seventeenth, Joseph Robinette Biden, President Biden, has signed into law that June nineteenth, Juneteenth, as we all know it is now a federal holiday. Yes, sir, baby. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what were your thoughts on the news of uh, Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday? It was interesting. Um, And I my thoughts were like, wow, this this is pretty cool. This is pretty dope. Um, It's kind of another little footnote in, you know, us reasserting ourselves in um, American history, if I must say. Because one thing I do feel like a lot of African American history is like foreshadowed, not foreshadowed, um, overgrazed by the main stuff of, you know, Independence Day, the forefathers, all that good stuff. When it's still like, hey, bro, <laughs> I ain't trying to say be green nothing, but we technically built this country. If it wasn't for us, you know what I'm saying? Like us being like, you know, being you know undergrounded and not really mentioned well we're mentioned in american history but not all of our stuff you know really putting juneteenth as a federal holiday you know symbolizes and means something you know it's just another footnote like i said and us reasserting ourselves in the talk of america and that's something that i believe we need to continue to do you know i'm all excited for juneteenth but you know there's still more work to be done and whether people notice it or not Right. And I can go all day about that because I know people be quiet. What do y'all mean? Y'all got all this and that. We gave you all this and that. Uh, but yeah, I'm really happy about Juneteenth because you know it's reasserting ourselves in the talk of America and American history. Absolutely, everything you said, especially in a time where you know us trying to put ourselves back into the history of this country is being silenced right now, you know, because of all these states, you know, banning yeah. critical race theory. and, and Yeah, schools. I was going to get into that, but I'm like, nah, yeah, we'll yeah. be here all day. <laughs> yeah, in a time where, where we're trying to be silenced to, to have, you know, uh, a holiday dedicated to the emancipation of of slaves is, is awesome. Um, our own little July 4th. So, 
really excited about it. I will be celebrating this year like I did last year. It's actually been a minute since I've even celebrated July 4th, but um, yeah, I'm excited about it. But now we can finally get into it. The nitty and the gritty, man. Our top 10 WWE male superstars, man. We're going to be discussing our top 10 male superstars today. Just, you know, impact moves, music, like just impact on the overall sports world. Just everything we can. I'm sure WWE has been around for damn near 80 years at this point. You know, they've had hundreds and hundreds of superstars. Um, but only, there are only few that 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 reign synonymous and are just, you know, the like a lot of these we're going to share because these superstars have literally, you know, are synonymous with the sport of wrestling and they're literally the best to ever do it. So Slick Rob, I'm going to let you go first, man. Hit me with that number 10. My number 10 actually is in the WWE and the ECW world, but he had a lot to do with WWE. He was the first ever WWE ECW champion, and that will be Mr. You know, the original Paul Heyman guy after Brock Lesnar, Mr. Rob, Mr. RVD, Rob Van Dam. And like Rob Van Dam, you know, I man, I he's one of the people that really, you know, comes about like why I love wrestling. It's really mm-hmm. him, like, uh, well, I could say a lot about RVD. I remember his his bout with Cena when he won the WWE Championship oh, and had that big man. feud WWE and ECW. Him carrying around both belts, him winning the first ever Money in the Bank. Um, you know he's made history, and like he was just so like he really bumped up a crowd. He actually he's never really been a hill like ever. Like he's one really? of those few people. Well, WWE wise, he's technically never been a hill. If you look at his time in WWE, he never really was technically a hill, like ever. And it was like, it was just crazy. And then he was one of the original Paul Heyman guys. You know, Paul Heyman guys are synonymous. Like, there's so many good Paul Heyman guys in history. Right. Like, we can name them all down, but we, we ain't here for all that. And, like, he's one of the staples that, like, people remember. Like, the five-star frog splash, all that good stuff. Um I used to hate watching him do that because it always seemed like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, like the way he extended his back, like he put extra effort through his stomach. Like you could tell, like he actually like that man put his body on the line, and that man, that man was Facts. a goat. Facts. Yeah. So Rob Van Dam, my number ten. RVD, love RVD. Just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, just got year. inducted. He's a Hall of Famer now. Twenty twenty. Yeah. I think he was supposed to be inducted last year or this year. He got inducted. Yeah. He got inducted. The twenty. This most recent class. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to get 2021. Okay, cool. My number 10 is the leader of the Yes Movement, Goatface himself, Daniel Bryan, man. He's been in this business for a fat minute. When he first hit the scene, it was, what, 2010? When he first hit, like, the WWE scene. like 10. And, you know, ever since then, he's been... He was the everyman of wrestling, you know? One of my favorite storylines of all time was was him versus the Authority leading up to WrestleMania 30, where he would mm. win the uh, undisputed championship, where he win the world heavyweight and uh, world heavyweight WWE championship in a triple threat match against Batista and Randy Orton after defeating Triple H earlier in the night. And yeah. I mean, just amazing, amazing wrestler, man. He was trained by the Shawn Michaels himself. Um, his he's a, a lot of guys will say he's probably one of the the greatest in ring performers that they have. I remember my emotions when he retired uh, back in 2000, like 13, 14. Um, yeah. He had to um, abdicate the title. Um, 
he's had uh, he's had a lot of moments. He's won championships in Mania. He's had great feuds. He's also um, returned back to wrestling and in his final like you know his last ride right now. Daniel Bryan is will always be one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, just really you know showing that drive and determination can, can make you a superstar. Yeah, factual. Daniel Bryan. My favorite storyline of him actually is um, his story. It's kind of a weird interesting one his storyline with john cena because you know yeah go leading in the SummerSlam when he won the wwe title for the first time i think that yeah. was probably my that favorite just because it kind of that actually sparked what happened to him you know leading to him winning the um both yeah. titles at wrestlemania because you know as soon as he won you know randy orton came in and, and cashed in cashed in at the triple a shit that pedigree and it was also boosted because at the time i believe total divas was in its first or second season and yeah. so at the time, um, Brie Bella, I don't think they were married yet. I think they were they were uh, fiancés. but yeah, they were engaged. They were engaged, the my fiancés. They were engaged at the time, and then John Cena and Nikki Bella were together. And so, mm-hmm. like, that feud was also kind of playing into that, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, definitely. But, yeah, I, I've always said when Daniel Bryan, like, he, like I said, he's in his last ride right now, I kind of want, I think the perfect, like, retirement match for him, no cap is the Miz. It has to be. There's no like, other. I think like, the Miz should retire. Damn. There's, like, there's no, no other way. person that deserves to retire him except the Miz, because the Miz was one of his first introductions into WWE, and there's no better way to get a ride out but through the Miz. Like the Miz, exactly. He, he deserves that. Like I'm they both deserve that. I'm glad we agree on that. But yeah, let me get into my number nine. My number nine is this man. So much you can say about him even though he works for the enemy, quote-unquote, now. But then again, he interviewed with Stone Cold not too long ago. But I'm going to go Chris Jericho. Mm. Like, that's all you got to say, though, all the Jericho. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. Like, hello, like, bro, like, when I tell you Chris Jericho is just, like, he's that guy, like, you love him as a heel and you love him as a face. There's, like, he's one of those guys that he can rock both and it's just, yes. His mic skills, his performance skills, he basically has the best. Oh, he might have the best submission of all time. The Walter Jericho. Bro, like, you, my goodness. Like, what you know, you good. got the figure four leg lock, you got the the sharpshooter, but the walls of Jericho, that's the one that everybody know about. Like, them two double legs. Bro, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got him in the walls. He's got him in the walls of Jericho. Bruh, the code breaker. <sighs> Oh, oh my man. goodness, man! The lion like, saw it off the ropes. Lion saw it off the ropes. Um, springboard dive moonsault he did back at WCW, bro. The stuff he did, like Chris Jericho, he just in his entrance says it all. The flashy jackets, all that. The yeah, the yeah. out arms. And the honestly, boom, 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 boom. my my introduction to Chris Jericho, I you know, because you've been a wrestling fan a lot longer than I have. But my introduction, my official introduction before I like went back and saw like a lot of his old stuff was when he was feuding with CM Punk in 2012. And like, mm. this is when at this time, like, I mean, I knew wrestling was like, you know, sports entertainment, but like, I still kind of figured there was a realness to it. And he yeah. was like going with like, they was so like that, that, their feud came off very personal. Like, you know, Chris Jericho was attacking like his family, his sobriety, like, you know, yeah. talking about his sister. I was like, bro, this dude, Jericho's an asshole. Like, what yeah. is up with this dude? And then, like, I just recently we watched um, WrestleMania 28. And his match with Punk was so freaking good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's one of the top. 
I will say this probably my about my first introduction to Chris Jericho just because he's my number nine was actually back in um 2000 and um I believe it was 2008 um like I had because I fell off of wrestling for a tad bit and I came back well I fell off of WWE I started watching TNA more and I came back to WWE right before WrestleMania 24 mm. and Chris Jericho returned and it was just a straight big boost thing he basically him and jeff hardy had this thing but i was like bruh who's this guy i was talking about and i went back and looked at him through history and i see he was you know his first introduction in wwe was with the few, little interesting feud with the rock you know he was in wcw mm. and like chris jericho bruh and his feud with Shawn michaels that year like chris jericho coming back that year he had feuds with didn't him and michaels go at it at mania one year uh, i don't know well, I, I don't feel know like if they did. Either, it was either that or SummerSlam. No, nah, it was SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. Okay. Him and Michaels. Him and Michaels went out that SummerSlam that year. Okay. Like Jericho, just and then his feud with Edge was just. And then oh. him and Punk. Him and Punk is one of my favorites. Bro. But yeah, and we got to talk about the fact. Last thing before we move on, we got to talk about the fact that he did beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he was, the first, um, he was the first. Um, first undisputed champion. Yeah, he was the first undisputed champion, and you know, one more you could say, he beat them both in one night too. Like both this is not night, like. Bro. This is not like something that just happened. Like, uh, no, it don't. He's but probably moving like the on. Oh, greatest intercontinental champion of all time in my book. <laughs> just had to say it. I mean, Miz. But we'll, he uh, made yeah, it. You know, I think it's Miz. But you know, uh, we can, we talk about that another day. But yeah. my number nine. Bow down to the bow down to the game, y'all. I know that's high on my list, but trust me, my list is stacked. Triple H, man, for a long time was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I mean, literally, he's been in the game forever. He's been in pretty much a lot of the, the greatest eras. Attitude, Undisputed. Um, he was in the, the Ruthless Aggression. He's been in the PG area. Now he, he was in the Pandemic era. Like, Triple H has been there. He's done it. Um, he's, mm. he's been a heel. He's been a face. He's been champion. He's, what, six, seven, 14-time champion? He's 14. 14-time champion. I mean, run Royal Rumble. I mean, dude is a bad man. And the rivalries he's had, man, Taker, Michaels, man, The Rock, Stone Cold, the McMahons. Oh, my goodness. Just Triple H. Yeah. Triple H, in a, in a lot of ways, is WWE. Uh, hopefully, right now, he, he works as a chief create. He's not creative officer. But he works, he works in the offices with the McMahon family. You know, he's married to Stephanie. He does his thing. He's over NXT right now. And really, so far, what he's touched has been gold. The superstars he's bringing in are, are doing well. Um, hopefully, McMahon will, Vince will figure out, you know, to give him give him the keys soon. But we'll see how that goes. But, man, yeah, Triple H is my, my number nine. Man, it's crazy because Triple H almost made my... I know it's crazy. Triple H is not on my list, y'all. But he... It's a lot of people. But, like, Triple H, like, I give him all his dues. I give him his roses while he's here. He's one of the reasons why I've watched wrestling for so long. And the stuff he's done for this company, he's changed professional wrestling, not just in WWE, but all over the world. And right. props to him. Like, go. And the but pedigree is a move. <laughs> pedigree, like, bro. That's another move that everybody know about, the pedigree, bro. You don't know facts. about the pedigree. I don't know what to tell you. But facts. let me get into my number eight. My number eight is a very controversial guy, to say at least in WWE history, um, just because of the stuff he said. But a lot of people, they always talk about what he said and how his exit went, but not of what he did while in the company. And my number eight will be none other than Paul 
not Paul Levesque, um, Philip Brooks. <laughs> I'm thinking of Tri- I had Tribulation in the back of my head, but CM Punk, um, Philip Brooks, CM Punk, um, and we could talk about him all day, but like, and how we want him back in WWE badly. But I will say this the reason why CM Punk is my number eight is just because I saw his grow up, like, I saw his growth through WWE dating back to 2000, I believe. It was back in 2000. This was right before Crispin Watt. It was the it was the it was the week before Crispin Watt died. I remember CM Punk was supposed to face Crispin Watt the week after on ECW for the ECW Championship, mm. and I saw CM Punk win this qualifying match for the title, and then of course they didn't fight because you know Crispin Watt. You know, long story. You know, we're not finna get into that. Yeah. And I saw that growth, and then going into 2008, that's when I you know that's when I started getting back into WWE. I see CM Punk go with the money in the bank. And then win the world title. And then had his feud, kicks Jeff Hardy out of WWE, becomes this crazy hill, straight edge society, all that. Ugh. Then coming back, just his levels of what he did in WWE and the people he feuded with. He was one of those guys I did not expect to be the face of the company. He was the face of the company. Like he mm-hmm. I was that big Cena dude. Like I was expecting Cena this, Cena, and he. CM Punk changed my whole perception of Hills. Honestly, that's why I love him so much. Like, absolutely, well, man. He actually no, he did it. He was one of the people that did it, but he's not number one on Hills for my eyes. But CM Punk was the the goat. Like, he's the goat. Like, he's Solid the goat. Pick. Of, yeah. Solid pick. My number eight man is the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, man, will forever be one of my favorites solely for the power that he brought into the ring, man. You get in the ring with Brock Lesnar, you getting beat up. You may not, you may win the match, but you getting beat up. Like he gonna catch you a few times. Brock, man, Suplex City. I remember my first official, you know, introduction to Brock was when he returned after WrestleMania 28 and slapped the fuck out of Cena. And mm. I was like, yo, who is this? Like, what? And then at the time when they when they re, when they brought him back. You know, he it was a little different role than he had than he has now. You know, he he lost to Cena at Extreme Rules. You know, because they were still putting Cena over everybody at the time. But then after that, a couple years after, it, Brock was just going through everybody. I mean, if you got in the ring with Brock, you was getting it was nothing but a squash match. I mean, he was gonna throw you around the ring 15, 16 times and then hit you with two F fives and you're done. I mean, but Brock Lesnar's power, man, that F five, the the Kimura, like bro, he's just a beast, man. And then course you know I, I followed him in ufc amazing i he ended i mean this is the man that ended the Undertaker, the undertaker's undefeated streak um he's beat up roman reigns more times than i can count and i love to watch roman reigns get beat up um <laughs> I, I didn't like him beating up orton at SummerSlam a couple years ago when he busted my dog's head open i didn't like that very much but you know brock lesnar man is always one of my favorites and one of my favorite brock lesnar matches of course is him versus kurt angle um what a match man just amazing superstar um i can't wait to see to see how much left we got uh with brock lesnar man good pick my favorite my favorite memory of brock is him and big show that ring collapse yeah (laughs) but anyway let me get into my number seven my number seven i'm surprised he this low but he's basically the biggest entertainer in the game right now you already know who we talking about what the rock is bruh Dwayne John Dwayne the Rock John bruh Rocky Mavia bruh we could go I could go all day about the rock but bruh ah the rock I digress it's really not right like he's he literally 
he is the people's champ. Like he electrifies the people. Like he was electric when he was bad. Hollywood Rock, one of the greatest WWE characters ever, because he literally took the real world Rock and brought it into WWE. And he didn't care how you felt, bro. Mm. Like easily rock, probably one of the greatest, like if not the greatest on the mic ever. On the mic, oh, that, bro. There's no one touching him. I'm sorry. Like, he, like I can't think of anybody that even comes close. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have SmackDown. And that's all I got to say. Oh, like, the facts. He facts. put SmackDown in the dictionary. Like, he made that a word. Bro. <laughs> Later, SmackDown. People How about I turn forget. My sideways, shine it up real good and stick it. Right and then when he came back and fought Cena, bro, when he came back and fought Cena, oh my gosh, so What good. a match. He has such a great comeback, too, like a comeback sequence. His comeback is great. Where he yeah, goes comeback in for the, the powerbomb well. and then he jumps over you and hits the people's elbow. I always thought the people's elbow that was like I hate it when he finished matches with the people's elbow. I always thought like that does not like there's no way that finishes a match. Like the like maybe a signature and then like you go in the corner and then like wait for them to get up, then you hit the rock bottom. But like, bro, like you're not why would you finish a match with the with the people's elbow? You know, CM Punk's 434-day reign ended on the people's elbow. I was like, bro, come on. Yeah, it did. I think he beat he beat um Hulk Hogan with the people's elbow too, I think. He did. And I was like, man, really? But <laughs> moving on, man. My number seven is the Viper, man. Randy Orton, man. I r- Right now, Randy Orton straight up has the team partially on his back thanks to the heel Roman Reigns. You know, he's kind of taking some of that load. But for a long time, especially during the pandemic era, Roman Reigns had... Not Roman Reigns. Randy Orton had the, the team on his back, man. Randy literally has been, just like Triple H in, in a lot of these eras undisputed PG pandemic. He's been, he's been there. He's been going crazy. Um, he's a great heel. He's, he's a not, he's, a, he's an okay face, but he's a way better heel. He was the legend killer. Uh, his time with evolution, bro, mm. just a lot of his feuds were some of the greatest. Him, his feud with Cena, his feud with triple H, just an amazing superstar. And I'm sorry. I think out of everybody we're going to talk about, I think if not, if not number one, he's got a top three finisher in all of WWE. The RKO is the most devastating move in WWE. Mm. He hits it out of freaking nowhere. Like I've seen it, I've seen him counter other people's finishing moves going into it. I'll never forget at 2008's Royal Rumble where he was fighting Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy went for the Swiss of fade and that boy Randy Orton said, "Yeah, fuck that RKO and finished the match." I was like, "Bro, Orton, <laughs> Orton, a bad dude, man." Yes, he a bad dude. Like he's definitely on my list, but yeah, Randy Orton. But my number six. Mr. WrestleMania, you already know Shawn Michaels, man. Ah, man. Um, literally, he's the reason why I loved I love WrestleMania so much. Um, cause he he did some of the most. He's had like the reason why he's Mr. WrestleMania is because he put on probably the best matches at WrestleMania. Like his matches yep. were always in the top two of WrestleManias, and um. He, like, he was a very controversial person, you know, and that's why I love him so much, because as a heel, he was controversial. As a face, he was just so lovable, and, like, you couldn't get enough, like, and Sean, like, especially, you know, his time at Degenerate, with Degeneration X, him and Triple H, like, <laughs> they had some of the best things ever, and, like, he stole the show, and then, of course, the Sweet Chin music, like, that that's like with the RKO, like one of the uh, yeah, best that's, up there. that's top three. <laughs> like, bro, you can't go wrong. And then the way he went out, 
the way he uh, his retirement sequence was so good with oh Undertaker. Like top like it was so good. Like and it's crazy. I rooted for Shawn Michaels in his retirement match because I didn't want him to go. I said, Hey yo, hey yo, the streak, yeah, the streak gotta go. Shawn Bro, Michaels gotta stay. Every time I, I watched, especially the first one, every time I watched the match between him and Taker at WrestleMania 20, 24 or 5. Bro, I just think, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, bro, like, I know that Sean's going to lose, but that match is so well done, bro. Every time I watch it, I'm like, bro, like, he could win this match. Yeah, he, he, because he, and then one, one, one more match about WrestleMania. His match with Kurt Angle, literally, <sighs> oh my, was goodness. one of the, is, is, is one of my top five WrestleMania, like, matches of all time. I think, like, it's so good. Like, oh, man, that was such a, it was just a single match, but they they did it so well. Like, bro, when he tried the sweet chin, sweet chin music, Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle reversed it into an angle lock. Oh my goodness! Oh, so good, so what good. A, what like, a what a superstar, Mister WrestleMania. Like, moving on, man. We've talked about him a little bit, but I'm gonna talk talk about him some more. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. This dude, more so for me, it's his mic skills, man. He got in that ring and he would just say the craziest stuff, man. I remember. Like I said, like I got into wrestling, um, not permanently. I got into wrestling um, on a week to week basis um, in 2012, uh, off the heels of WrestleMania 28, and mm-hmm. I remember um, his feud leading up with John Cena. And you know, one of my favorite moments of WWE was when he had the the concert and he was singing about John Cena. And he was talking about E <laughs> talking on her weed. <laughs> Bro, he was killing Eve, and and I just yes. thought that was so great. And then the way he was talking talking about them, and also really like an underrated uh, feud that he had when he when he returned. Him versus Punk was really really good. Like when he when he dethroned Punk after after his long title reign. Although mm-hmm. looking back now, I don't agree with that with that choice per se. But um, in terms of getting butts in the seats, it worked. But. Oh, I didn't agree with it at all. Nah, The Rock definitely is one of the best. And, you know, after watching his show, Young Rock, and, and learning the history of The Rock and what he's been through, um, just adds a whole litany of of, of things to, to who The Rock is and why he's such a great superstar. I still think he's got the ego the size of a freaking rocket, but, you know, that's him, whatever. But, you know, what he's done for the sport. And that he always, no matter what he does, you know, him with him being in the, the biggest box office draw, pretty much of all time, one of the richest, highest paid actors of all time, you know, mm-hmm. the things he does with sports, Terramana Tequila, and all the things he does. WWE XFL. Is, XFL. Like, WWE is always going to be The Rock's home. Like, he, when he comes back, he's always like, you know, the, finally, The Rock has come back home, and he hasn't forgotten that WWE is his home. It's in his blood. His father, um, The Rock, Rocky Johnson, um, you know, his grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, like those Rikishi, Rikishi you know, like all his ooses, man. Like, like they, that's in his blood. And he understands that, and you know, we'll see at WrestleMania twenty seven, WrestleMania thirty eight, if he uh, the, if he takes back the head of the table from uh, Roman Reigns. But we gonna see. But uh, moving on to your pick, bro. Speaking of Roman Reigns, he said a day ago that um, he said, oh, I think on Twitter or something that if John, if he was, if he was like, if I were John Cena the Rock, I would just think about staying on set because. They not finna get back in my ring. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, now, now Cena, I don't know. He might do something with Cena. I mean, he low-key might do something with The Rock. But, yeah. nah, if, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick a winner, I'd have, I'd have 
to go Cena. I'm no cap. I might have to go Cena, but <laughs> I mean that's like that's that like that's Mr. Can't stop, won't stop. Like yeah, I, I mean that six moves the doom head ass. Dead. I still think Cena personally could put on a way better wrestling wrestling match than Roman Reigns right now. But Roman Reigns is good. Like I can't deny his great. Bro, it's because all the Roman Reigns matches are freaking squash matches at this point. Until they until they can solidify whether or not they're gonna bring the Rock back. They're not gonna let him lose until they can like say definitively we can or cannot get the Rock. Yeah, true, true. But we ain't here to talk about all that. Let me get into my number five. My number five, man. One of the greatest stories I've ever seen. That man, Edge. The rated R. The rated R. Oh, Superstar man. Edge, man. Um, Bro, I've seen... I grew up, you know, I grew up watching Edge. I started watching wrestling back in 2000, probably three, when I was, like, still, like, a baby, basically. I was four years old. And, like, I remember Edge and Christian as a tag team. And I just remember Edge always had that polarizing figure. You know, he broke away from Christian. He started doing his singles matches, and he was just so polarizing. And then, like, when he... And then his feud with Matt Hardy... Bruh, uh, my favorite feud with Edge all the time will always be him and Matt Hardy. Like, I know he's been fused with Cena, Orton, I don't care. The Undertaker, to this day, I think Edge's best rival will always be Matt Hardy just because of the situation with Lita. That is yeah. one of my favorite WWE rivalries of all time. And Because like, it was hella personal. <laughs> it it had some realness to it. And bro, when I tell you Edge, bro, just his mic skills weren't were crazy too. Yeah, when he was a really good good on the mic. When he was serious, you knew it. And he made you feel it. And if you hated him, he did not care. And he just won matches. The ultimate opportunist. He you he makes us bad because he stayed getting the opportunities, but he worked for it. He do what he gotta do. And that's the respect. It's the respect for me with Edge. Like he's a he's a go. I love that. Yeah, Edge Edge is one half of the reason that I'm a wrestling fan today, man. Like you know, his match at WrestleMania 22 is one of the reasons I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling fan today. Love Edge, and I love that he was able to come back like Daniel Bryan. And and yeah. I will always respect Edge for this. I will always stand on two feet and respect Edge for the fact that when he came back. Edge wasn't fighting no little two-minute, three-minute matches, <laughs> Goldberg. He, bro, Edge was in the ring for 20, 30, 40 minutes putting in the work, man. He, uh, the, the matches against Orton, the re- being winning the Royal Rumble at number one um, and not 30 like freaking Brock Lesnar or, you know, the match at Mania at Triple, uh, triple Threat against Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Mm. Uh, Edge came back, put in the work. I, I will always respect him for that. Um yeah. Moving on, though, my number five, man. Doom, dum, dum, <laughs> dum, boom. Undertaker, man. The Undertaker. And the reason he's not number one as he is on most of your list, I'm going to tell you why. I cannot get behind the decision to end the streak at WrestleMania 30 if he was going to come back and wrestle five more times. I, I can't. I <laughs> I legit cannot get behind that decision. Like, I, especially if the fact that the person that ended the streak is still wrestling, like, you might as well just sort of wait it. Because he's only lost two matches. One to Brock Lesnar, which I feel is, like, even still is legit enough. And then to Roman Reigns, which I'll never understand why they allowed that to happen. But... <laughs> Um, other, just other than that, Undertaker still is one of the, the greatest superstars to ever, you know, lace up a pair of boots. He literally got in that ring and never left it for 30 years. I mean, this man has beaten the best, some of the best of the best. He's beat, he's fought from Hogan to Cena to Punk 
to to Angle, to Michaels, to Triple H, to to Stone Cold. He's beat him. He's beat everybody, man. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's one of the best, man. He and, and he just stayed true to his character, stayed true to the gimmick. And you know, it was I was happy to really see the superstar that he grew up to be. Um, I I think when you mentioned the submissions earlier, I I love the I love the the the, the Hell's Gate. But I, one of my top three submissions of all time is Hell's Gate, dog. Hell's Gate is mm-hmm. some different boy. Like it, it, it was, it was so great because it would just come out of nowhere. Like you'll, they'll be on the ground tussling. Next thing you know, Michael Cole screaming, "Hell's Gate! You got him! Hell's Gate! You got him! Hell's Gate!" Like yep. just amazing. He even had Triple H tapping out to it at WrestleMania 27, which was crazy. Uh, just Taker is will always one of my favorites, man. Uh, favorite streak match. Ah man, I like of course the Michaels matches. Um I like the one I liked him versus Shane at 35. Um him versus Triple H. Both Triple H. Bro, actually End of an Era is my favorite. End of an Era. Bro, when he bro, when he freaking got Sweet Chin music into a pedigree, I I for sure thought it was over. I for sure thought it was done. I was like I was like, yeah, streak over. Ain't no way you get enough from that. And that boy kicked out it too. I was like, bro, I'm done. I can't. Bruh. Oh my God. Undertaker, wow. There's so much you can say about him. But my number four, and this man is. You. Oh. RKO. I hear them voices in my head, bruh. The yes, legend sir. killer. The legend killer, Randy Orton, bruh. Like. Bro, when I tell you, like, Randy Orton, he literally, what I love about him so much is his dedication to the company. Like, he's still here. I thought I thought he was going to be gone before Cena, no cap. That's mm. very funny for me to say, looking at time now. Randy Orton, literally, he's so dedicated to WWE, and, like, this is his life's work, and he puts his, he is a third-generation superstar, the youngest world champ. Well, I don't know if he still is the youngest world champion ever. I think he still is the youngest world heavyweight champion of all time. And like, I believe, I believe he is. Know, yeah, he still is. And you know, he he's literally faced everybody, and he has the marker of the legend killer. And like, and I remember his stint where he was just taking out people. Like, I was like, bro, this dude is a bad cat. Like, this was back in like oh eight, oh nine. Remember, remember Randy the, punt, or- the punts, bro. Oh my. Yeah, the punts were deadly. And then I think my favorite feud with Randy Orton all time, because there's so many to choose from, but I got to go. I got to go him and Cena, like, because, you know, yeah. him and Triple H and the, him and the McMahons, well, him and Triple H, let alone, is probably, because Triple H made Randy Orton, no cap, just due to evolution. But, like, Randy and Cena, them two literally... They changed the way WWE did programming. Like, I'll never forget when Randy talked about how him and Cena, at some points, they were like, they get a script, they're like, all right, bet. Yeah, we just gonna go out there. We just gonna go out there and do what we do off the top of our dome because we know how to make a crowd go crazy. And like, their chemistry is unmatched. Like, and to this day, I still think if there's anyone I can retire John Cena, it should be Randy Orton because he. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I won't accept anybody else in the company at this moment doing it. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally no. And I just... The RKO. My favorite RKO of all time. Oh, of all time. Man, will always tough. be... It will always be when he RKO'd the mess out of Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Oh, that like, will, oh my goodness. Bruh, because... Off a curb stomp, middle of the air, oh... That takes so much practice, and I know they had to practice the hell out of that. They perfected it to perfection. 
And then also when he countered The Undertaker at WrestleMania, that chokes him into the RKO. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Loki was, and that was botched, too. That was Loki was a botch. Yep. Undertaker was supposed to take on that, that RKO. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, favorite RKO. Freak, that's tough. I, I might have to go. I don't know, man. That's tough. I don't think I have one. I think I have a favorite RKO of all time. There's so many. Yeah, there there really is. Like he's got a few that I that I that are just badass as hell. But moving on, man. We've talked about him a little bit already. My number four, Philip Brooks, CM Punk, man. I dude. Thinking back, man, we really took grant took for granted. Well, I I don't know. A lot of people took for granted what CM Punk really was to this company, because mm-hmm. CM Punk, you know, he was a master of the mic. He was a master in the ring, and literally. If, if WWE focused on be, being a wrestling company instead of a, a major global entertainment company, CM Punk should have been the biggest star they've ever had. I mean, he came in, he did the work all the time, he was a great champion, he defended every single pay-per-view. Um, unless he was hurt, he was in the ring, he was fighting, he was a great champion. Even um, when he was hurt, too. Even, yeah, even when he was hurt, he was fighting. He just was a, an amazing champion, like a master on the mic. And he just really brought things to the characters, and he, and he really connected to the people in a way that you know a lot of superstars never could and the and the issue is that like all cm punk wanted was to headline mania and win that's it that's all he wanted to do was headline mania and what and if they had they given that to him they probably would still have him and be in, in a lot better straits than they are now um but yet when you can give somebody like roman reigns six wrestlemania main events and then not even give CM Punk one is is mind-boggling to me. But what CM Punk did for the company and the stories that he was a part of, I mean, leaving the company with the WWE Championship and Money in the Bank in 2011, that was crazy. Um, man, when he, bro, in 2000, when he was a Paul Heyman guy and he was taking on Taker, that was pretty good. Um, his feud with, with, with The Rock, which I mentioned. Um, Jericho, like, I always really enjoyed watching CM Punk. I hope he comes back. Um, I've been saying for the last couple of years that the window was slowly closing, and that window was damn near closed. I don't think he's ever coming back, but I, I do value the time we did get with CM Punk. Definitely, definitely, without question. My number three is actually a person I wanted to have a dream match with CM Punk. This was my dream match back in, I think, 2014, but I knew it wasn't going to happen just because how old this guy is. But he is literally, I say CM Punk was... he. CM Punk was this guy for the PG era, and that will be glass breaking, bear drinking, swinging, Stone oh. Cold Steve Austin. Jesus, like my first ever, my first ever, actually, no, my second ever wrestling disc I ever got, like DVD sets when they used to build, um, sell out DVDs, was Stone Cold Steve Austin's three disc, um, um, wrestling, um, like story. Mm. Where they highlighted his big matches, and that 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 three disc set alone showed me the different eras of WWE and all like the people he fought against and the leverage. Like Stone Cold put a lot of people on, like whether people noticed it or not. Like the Undertaker isn't the Undertaker without Stone Cold. Like that sounds crazy, but it is. Triple H ain't him either. Triple H, Triple H, Triple H is not Stone Cold without. Well, isn't well he is without Stone Cold. The Rock definitely is not The Rock without Stone Cold. Like, Stone Cold made a lot of superstars. Like, he just because... And then he was one of those first few that the mic skills 
And he, you like, what did it, did this man just blurt out? Him and Mike Tyson, he slapped up. Man. He, he took Mike, they said, you the best fight in the world. Yeah, guess what? He's like, middle fingers up. Slap. Him and Tyson just went out. I'm like, Austin 316. <laughs> like, I, it means I just whipped your ass. Like, he won King of the Ring and said that. And I'm just like, what the hell? I remember, and I want, I'm like, bro, Stone Cold used to be a blondie dude. Long blonde hair. Bro, now yeah. Now he's this? Like, in Stone Cold, he has put on, and I still think to this day, this was we, one of our last wrestling um, things we talked about, top 10 WrestleMania moments, I think. My number one all-time would be when he finally joined sides with Vince McMahon and defeated uh, The Rock at WrestleMania He's handed his soul to the devil. He literally sold his soul to the devil. And, like, it was just... It was just such a kidsmic moment to end basically the way to end the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era basically ended it, went into the Ruthless Aggression Era after that. And that was some of the best. He sold that so well. Like, if you go back and watch the end of that match, he sold it so well. Literally, probably the best feud of all time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, without question. Like, him and then him against the face of the company, him and Vince McMahon, like... Man... I could go on and on. I digress. Amazing. But my awesome. my number three, man, it, I attribute my love for wrestling to this man, Mick Foley, man. This dude, oh, man, uh, mama's baby boy. This dude right here, some of the greatest moments and matches are hinged on this man's career. Uh, when he first won the championship against The Rock with the help of Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, his to his retirement match with with him and Edge WrestleMania 22 in a no holds barred match, and some of the punishment he's put himself through getting thrown off the top of Hell of a Cell through a announce table, bro, mm. losing his ear in a match. I Mick Foley is one of my favorites of all time. Um, this dude literally has shaped you know so many careers. Um, the hardcore of wrestling is what I love, and, and he brought that every time he wrestled. And he, Dude Love was a great character. You also had uh, Cactus Jack, and you had uh, Mankind. Uh, amazing, Cactus amazing, Jack, amazing, Jesus. amazing, amazing, amazing wrestler. Um, he loves the business, and he, he's good at it. And I really enjoyed when he came back and did some like clerical stuff for WWE. Mick Foley, man. Well, the, when you think of love for the company, I think Mick Foley. I feel that. One of my favorite Mick Foley moments was in the Royal Rumble, when I think he came out three different times. Oh, <laughs> see, that's what Bray Wyatt needs to do. Hot take. I don't know if they'll let that happen, but Mick Foley, definitely. And my favorite moniker of Mick Foley will be Mankind. Cactus Jack is number two, but Mankind. Cactus Jack's a yeah. Just because Mankind, he reminded me of the little innocent kid that got bullied, but always found a way to persevere. Right. And I connected to that so much because... That's how I used to feel back in school, back mm-hmm. in the day. I used to feel like I used to get bullied a lot. And, like, he always stood up to, like, I get bullied, but, like, I didn't let nobody talk to me in any kind of way. Like, I was still kind of a shell of myself, but, like, I didn't, like, let it get the best of me. And Exactly. I will say this. Mick Foley, if y'all want to talk about Mick Foley, y'all should definitely go check out his stuff in TNA, too, even though we talking about WWE. Mm-hmm. He ate in TNA. And they actually let him win. <laughs> but um, my number two... Like you said earlier, doom, like, bro, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't care what no one says, probably just the greatest interest music of all time because you literally Fact. say nothing 
when this man walks out. Yeah, you, it's you like be so awe striking, right? You'd be like, just oh, doom. You'd be like, oh, like he's he's <laughs> our no cap. He's our human version of like he's a low key human version of Jesus. Like when Negroes see him, they're like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, like the Undertaker, Bruh. Mark Calloway, the American badass. Oh. Bruh, I, t- I tell you, the Undertaker. Reason why, of course, he's just the Undertaker, you know. But if it wasn't for the Undertaker. I would I would have stopped watching wrestling back in um I think back in 2014. Um mm, yeah, I I I could see it. Probably like right off the heels of Punk leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Undertaker, he kept me invested in WWE because of his streak. It was the weirdest thing ever like I stayed invested in WWE, and obviously I was still there just because you know Cena was still doing his thing, but then again I was getting tired of Cena. Like I finally grew out of my Cena love. Back in 2014, I was like, all right, nigga. Bro, I used to be the biggest Cena fan. I remember that. I used to be a huge Cena fan. I think I'm one of the only few black niggas that was really a big Cena fan. Like, me and Sensei, I know Sensei be like, bro, I don't know how you could love John Cena. It's because I was there when John Cena first started, and I was there with John Cena, but it's a low. If y'all know, you might know who my number one is. But anyway, The Undertaker, his streak was just something to, 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 to be amazed about. Like, and not even that. The Undertaker, like, he was a thug. Like, like point blank and period. I don't care what no one says. He was a thug. In that ring, he was a straight thug. Like, he did not play. Like, Undertaker, he was a, he he did the traditional stuff. But Undertaker, no cap. When the bell rung, this was up. No grab and rope. No no car, car and elbow tie-ups. No. Ar- no arm and elbow tie-ups. No. It's freaking... Fist up. I'm finna punch you, get you to work, slam you like that instantly. He was about it. And like the entrances. And my favorite WrestleMania moment for the Undertaker of all time is when he returned to Fall King at WrestleMania 20. And Paul Bearer. Oh no. Just, oh no. <laughs> just the details. Sensational. Look at the details. Bro, I take her, man. Just amazing, bro. Amazing. What a guy. My number two, the heartbreak kid himself, man, Shawn Michaels. I've always been a Shawn Michaels fan. This dude, the sweet chin music is is a is a top three finisher for me. I mean, the matches he's had from Stone Cold, Triple H, John Cena, Edge. Literally, he's fought everybody. He's Mr. WrestleMania. Um, a lot of guys emulate the style that he has now. I, like I've always said, I believe Dolph Ziggler is the 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 reincarnated Shawn Michaels, and they should treat him as such. Um, yeah. Also, Seth Rollins could be a, a Shawn Michaels type, but Shawn, there's only one Shawn Michaels, man. There's dude. only one. There's only one, and Shawn Michaels did his thing. He literally fought for decades, for multiple time champion, um, DX man, and if and if you ain't down with that, suck it. That, uh, that I mean, DX. Like, what else can you say? Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest of all time. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, God. Shawn Michaels, love him. I love him so much. That's why he was he was number, number six, sadly. But my number one, of course, I could Oh, oh you got to go honorable mentions real quick. Oh, I thought I gave my honorable mentions at the beginning. I'm, I, oh, I didn't. Let me give you all my honorable mentions. Of course, Triple H was not on my list. Like, and I love you, Triple H. Like, no our feelings. It's just personal, you know, attachments I have to a lot of these people. Kofi Kingston, just I he was one of the few people I was like, black people can make it in WWE. Was Kofi Kingston, him and Shelton Benjamin. Shelton yeah. Benjamin's another honorable mention, you know, and also 
of course, the WWE champion right now, Bobby Lashley, like, mm-hmm. and uh, these last two, Jeff Hardy, oh, you know, Jeff yeah. Hardy, and then of course one half of the Brothers of Destruction, Kane, like, bro, he's a freaking, he's a mayor, man. Both Kane of the guys, is, you, go ahead. yeah, he is a mayor. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kane, like, bro, when he took, bro, when they made him unveil his mask, one of the great, bro. That is one of the greatest moments in WWE history of all time. Like, mm. him unveiling that mask and all that smoke, I'm like, details. The details, the details. Two, two of the guys you named, man, are two of my biggest moments in WrestleMania of all time. Jeff Hardy, when he returned with Matt, like, was completely unexpected. Like, yeah. me and my brother are watching it, and we're, they're like, we have one more tag team to bring out. And we're like, bro, like, who could they bring out? Yeah, didn't New Day bring him out? Yeah, New Day brought him out. And I was like, bro, who could they be bringing out? Do, 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 do. We was like, me and my brother just lost our shit. Yeah. We're like, what? Like, they're back. You know what's funny? DJ Newell was actually, well, sad to say, I kind of got spoiled that because um, obviously it was in Orlando. Right. But DJ Newell went to that WrestleMania. But I followed this thing. I followed one of these personal people that were connected with WWE on Twitter. And it was confirmed that the Hardy Boys, they actually... We're at Miami International Airport a couple of days before, and there was mm. pictures taken. I was like, "Fudge!" And I know Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. I just left um, TNA Impact Wrestling because I followed Impact Wrestling at the time too. And I'm like, "Damn it!" And plus, uh, he made a joke when he was leaving Impact saying he might just go back to WWE. Damn, so I was like, that sucks. So, like, but still, the moment was crazy. Oh my god, bro! Like ele- electric. As soon as we heard the music, we're like, "Is that?" And then you saw him come out do the dance. I was like, "Yes, sir." And then, of course, man, my number one WrestleMania moment of all time, when Kofi Kingston, after 11 years, finally wins the WWE Championship against Dan Bryan. Oh, sensational. The, the moment, dog. But y'all can listen to that episode if you want to hear my, hear yeah, my yeah, I listen full to that thoughts episode, on that. Yeah. But your number one, man, so we can wrap this up. My number one, of course, is the most contra- one of the most prolific and most sought-out WWE superstars of all time. You can't see me. You can't see me. John Cena, bro. Like... <laughs> Uh, the doctor of thugonomics. Like, Jesus, I just can't, you can't, you can't see him. Like, he's untouchable. Like, Cena, man, it's like, the reason why he's my number one is because I know sooner than later, he will not, he will not wrestle again. And it's hard for me, it's hard for me to get over that. Because I literally, He's the reason why I am a wrestling fan. Like I grew up, like there's a lot of people reason why, but he's he's the main reason why I'm a wrestling fan. He was the first, like one of the first times I ever watched WWE, John Cena. I like I saw John Cena. It was John Cena. Wow. Oh, one honorable mention. Rey Mysterio. Oh my god. Uh, he was he was on my honorable mention list because I saw you yeah. missed him. I was like, I'm gonna get him, I'm gonna get him for him. Yeah, but John Cena, like seeing him Dr. Thugonomics, then seeing him moniker WWE champion. And then seeing him get shitted on every week was the best thing ever. Like, I just, I can't get enough of it. John Cena, man, you know. And then the stuff he said, my favorite, I think one of my favorite line moments from Cena all time is when Lena, when Lita said, screw you. And he said, I don't got 10 bucks. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and then when he told Big Show, forget seeing me, bro. You can't even see your own penis. I'm like, uh, bro, they really used to let Cena get away with straight murder. <laughs> bro, Cena, and then he he slapped Stephanie McMahon's ass, nigga. Uh, bro, geez, they used to let Cena get away with so much shit, bro. Oh my. Yeah, of course, one of the greatest WWE champions. He put on good matches, and he put a lot of superstars on. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite super one of my favorite wrestling matches he put when he put superstars on who was already on was Kevin Owens. Kevin mm. Owens beat him. Oh my so god. So good. What a great match. Kevin Owens is so good though. Yes. Uh bro, like you know how I feel about Kevin Owens. He should totally be a, a, a multi-time champion by now. But of course. Um before I get into my number one, I give you my honorable mentions. I'll always have respect for Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. Like they come out, you know, no matter the storyline you give them, they're gonna, they're gonna they're, they're like they're they're the guys since they would say like they're the they're the make it work guys. Like you give them you give them you give them a plate they gonna eat. Like oh, amazing God. amazing workers. Got to give it to Kofi. Um, uh, who else, man? I got to give it to. Uh, you just said him. You just mentioned him. Uh, Frick. Right. Uh, nah, Kevin Owens. I got to go. Kevin Owens, man, he's amazing. Um, I loved Dean Ambrose when he was there. Uh, bro, Dean, bro, Dirty Deeds. Disgusting. Oh. Bro, Cody Rhodes. Oh, bro, Crossroads. Oh, bro, Cody, bro, bro, Cody you know Rhodes. Crazy? Cody Rhodes, be, he be in Duval all the time. Bro, yes. <laughs> bro, yes. The AEW in... basically is based in Jacksonville. But, mm-hmm. like, bro, y'all, like, a lot of those guys, Alberto Del Rio is one of my favorites. Uh, a lot of guys I can name, but all, all very solid. I love the Road Warriors. Um, I also really liked uh, the badass Billy Gunn and the Road Dog Jesse James. Um, like love them all but my number one man this is the this guy is my favorite wrestler of all time and this is the texas rattlesnake stone cold steve austin stone cold stone cold stone cold this man was a beast one of my favorite things about stone cold is when he would come down to the ring and jr would be like he's pissed he's walking he's talking and he would just walk down he'd be he'd be talking shit he'd be throwing up the middle fingers and he'd get in the ring and just stun everybody in the ring (laughs) he's like stone cold is cleaning out he'd stun everybody get a chair in the hand just start popping niggas in the head yes bro loved stone cold man his mic skills were on point his wrestling was on point this dude was a beast, man. And the Stone Cold Stunner is a top three finisher in my book. Oh, God. Bro, like you said, the Stunner, bro. Ugh. Bro, so that, many great matches so, ended with the Stunner. <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> One of the best, man. But, guys, that is it. That is our top 10 male WWE superstars. If you enjoyed that list, please let us know. We will definitely do one surrounding the female superstars. We'll talk about matches, tag teams. We'll get Sensei on a couple of these. Definitely will be more WWE content, man. But, um, I, I, I fully lost my thought for a second. But you can catch, uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV underscore. So it's going to be C U A T R O I V underscore. And you can catch me on Twitter at same handle, C-U-A-T-R-O-I-V underscore. Slick Rob, where can they find you? You already know. Slick without the C underscore Rob, two Bs underscore on Instagram. If you didn't know, now you know. And Robert EW116 on Twitter. One, one, six. Six, let me hear you say. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. And also, you guys, feel free to check out the first season of Wise Guys and Mob Ties on my podcast with Fly Guy Tie, Brackets and B-Rolls, where we ranked and seeded um, 26 gangster and crime films, man. We have a winner. Go check that out, man. We had a really fun time doing that. Season two is coming soon. Um, anything else for you, Rob? I think I'm Gucci. Um, awesome. We got a we got a sports news dump coming from you and Will next week. We're excited about that. Um, we got a we got a, some great stuff coming next month in July. 
we're happy happy juneteenth people uh if you've been celebrating yes. celebrate responsibly happy july 4th for those that are celebrating that and all of that jazz man we love you guys do something after somebody cafeteria talk we out Boom. Cafeteria talk.